0: Rachel, host of the Fearless podcast. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Today we'll be discussing this week's question with a very special guest of mine, my husband, Jesse Melimer.
1: Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, It honestly means so much to us that you take time to listen to this podcast and to hear all of your feedback. Whoever you are, wherever you are, Honestly, we love you, and we hope that you enjoy this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why I brought Jesse onto this episode is he is just an incredible man of faith, which has always been very inspiring to me, which is why I couldn't imagine discussing this question, how do you sustain faith with anyone else? But before we look into this question, I first wanted to ask you, how did you become a Christian, Jesse? Mm -hmm.
1: Thanks for asking. (laughs) So uh, I didn't grow up believing in God. As a kid I watched VeggieTales and had some family and friends who were Christian so uh, I guess you could say I was decent soil I just needed a seed to be planted. Um, But then when I was about 15 a good friend of mine invited me out to youth group and I immediately loved it. At first I wasn't going to hear about Christ I was just going for the games and the people. But then, the messages started to stick, and it pretty much snowballed from there. After a few months, I talked to the main youth pastor, and next time he saw me, he gave me a book called Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Uh, It was the first Christian book I ever read, and it has had a lasting effect on my faith. So, um, since then, uh, I've been a Young Life kid a Sunday school teacher, a Young Life leader, and now I'm a youth group leader with you.
0: Now, that's really cool. I really like how, you you know, your whole faith journey started by you coming to youth. I think that's really cool. And I mean, my faith journey started when I was invited to youth also. And I think a lot of people out there underestimate the power of the youth and the power of the youth ministry. We're going to discuss... Some different ways that we can grow our faith. We're going to discuss them together. I've written down some tips and we're going to just discuss them together.
1: Five-point plan.
0: Five-point plan, married couple style, oh, yeah. discussions. For
1: sustaining belief. Yep,
0: yep, 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 yep. <laughs> right, 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 right,
1: right. Right, right.
0: Okay, so we're going to discuss different ways that we can grow in our faith. The first tip being invite God into your situation. What do you think? Go.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if there is anyone you'd want to invite into your situation, wouldn't you want it to be an omnipotent God? Oh, yeah. We try so hard to handle things on our own, but really, we can hardly even control ourselves. So mm-hmm. how can we expect to control anything around us? Inviting God into your situation is one of the most relieving things you can do once you actually get a grip on like, what you're doing yeah. with giving it to God. When you trust in God, you start to realize that it's all about building his kingdom. What we're doing on earth, that's just, that's, that's the beginning of a endless life. Yeah. So, if you're trying to figure things out now, this is kind of like small, small picture. Look at the bigger picture, guys. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: So whether it's a big test at school, a big work project, or something involving your family. If you're doing it with love and faith, there's really no way to fail. Um, Glorify God first. I think a good verse for this is Revelation 3.20. It says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And Eve with that person, and they with me. So, not only do you not have to seek God out because He's the one knocking on your door, but once you've opened that door, you gain sustenance—whether it's peace, strength, wisdom, or whatever you need at that time. And really, need is a very important word there. Um, it's not what you want; it's what you need, and really God is the only one that knows what exactly you need
0: yeah I completely agree I feel like whenever I'm in a really tough situation and I'm stressing out about it it feels more worse than it is when I don't give it to God Mm -hmm. when I when I give it to God I just feel so relieved because then I just feel like okay it's on him now You know, it's not on (laughs) me, it's not on my shoulders. It's God's plan, eh? Yeah, it's not. Like, I'm not the God of the universe. I can't control everything, but Mm -hmm. God can. And by inviting him into a situation, I definitely think there is value in putting your trust in someone, not just someone, the creator of the universe, Mm -hmm. to handle everything. Which leads us to tip Uh. number two. How does dealing wisely with relational challenges grow our faith? What do you
1: think? Go. So that's a tough one. Uh, Relational challenges can be one of the hardest challenges, uh, the hardest changes you go through. So, for example, when you move, you lose friendship relationships. Uh, Breaking up, you lose romantic relationships. In so many situations, when you boil it down, The relational challenges are probably the main things that one might be upset about. To be wise about anything, you need to do it in a God-first mindset, especially with relationships. If you're putting your significant other or parent, friend, um, or anyone before God, they start to become more like an idol than anything, and it'll reflect onto your relationship with God. If someone can break your heart, then God can break your heart. If your parent can abandon you, God can abandon you. But in reality, God doesn't do anything like that. He loves us too much to break our hearts or abandon us. When it's God first, his love becomes most important in our life. Even though your situation might be incredibly painful, you're able to rely on your relationship with God. It's a good fallback kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, Okay. Tip number three in sustaining your faith, remaining humble during success. What do you think? Go.
1: Again, that's all about focusing on God, even before yourself. God has given you the ability to do this. God has given you the opportunity to do this. God has carried you through the bad and the good. It's all about God. First Corinthians one thirty one says, "Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts boast in the Lord," uh, which is a call back to Jeremiah nine twenty four. So, not even our faith is something we can boast in. If you're a Christian and you're not humble, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty much, because like, who is setting you up for success? It's God. He's Mm -hmm. the one that's providing you the opportunities. He's the one that's making things happen. You know, you might like to believe like, oh, I did this. This was all me. But in reality, no, it's not because you're only here for a split second on this earth, whereas he's been here forever. Mm -hmm. He was, he is, he is to come. So everything that you have, success included, is because of him. You, you came into this world with nothing, you're gonna go out of it with nothing, including success. Which leads us to tip number four in sustaining a strong faith, which is expressing disappointment honestly. And truly, if I may add, like, I think it's important to feel allowed to express negative emotions rather than just stuffing them or swallowing them. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think as a man? As a man.
1: <laughs> what do you
0: think about expressing disappointment, <coughs> emotions, honestly?
1: <laughs> emotions aren't a bad thing. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. Mm, uh, it yeah. doesn't mean that you can't be sad. Um, even Jesus showed emotion. Jesus cried. Yeah. He wept. And, and as a man... Um, we get so caught up in society mm. telling us that we have to be strong. We have to um, bottle all of our emotions up, but that's incredibly unhealthy. So,
0: unhealthy, show... and that's not how you win over ladies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to open up. Yeah, um, but it's what you do with your emotions that matter. If you have someone that you trust, and that's very important, is to find someone you trust, talk to them. Um, Express yourself to them. Tell them what's hurting you. Tell them what you're disappointed about. Don't go to social media and vent your problems. Yeah, don't be
0: that annoying person.
1: That's incredibly (laughs) unhealthy to do.
0: You don't want Um, everyone knowing your business.
1: Yeah, but if anyone ever tells you to conceal, don't feel, they're not looking out for you. A lot of times people will try and lead you astray. Um, The the leaders of the church might give you unhealthy ways of um, dealing with your emotions. John 10.10 says... The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and live it to the fullest. That verse, the thief, uh, is actually false teachers. They're the people who want to lead you astray. They're the people who come in and steal the sheep. Um, So the world will always try to lead you astray. They're the ones that are going to tell you don't show your emotion.
0: Hmm.
1: Don't cry. Um, don't come to God with your emotions. Oh, God is angry at you. Those All are these the wrong
0: things. things about God.:
1: Yes. But if you look at the Bible, if you read through the Bible, it, it shows you that emotions are OK. Hmm. It's what you do with them. Come to God with your emotions. Talk to God. Ask God why these things are happening. Ask God to not do them. Um, Search
0: his word, too. Absolutely. Like, people complain. I, re- I remember when I was a brand-new Christian, I used to complain, like, oh, God feels so far away. Like, okay, well, if you want to see what God has to say, he wrote a whole book for us. Go into his word and see what he has to say about whatever you're going through. hmm Which leads us to tip number five, consistent renewal of your faith. <laughs> Jesse, what are some of the ways that you can consistently renew your faith?
1: So I would say the most important way is reading the Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no two ways about it. The least often I read my Bible, the worst I tend to feel. Uh, So whether it's the whole Bible in one day or just a verse a day, just make sure you're getting a daily dose of the Word.
0: Oh, yeah. Like Um, I love reading those you version devotionals i'm pretty sure <laughs> the of the day if, yeah verse of the day you got those daily devotionals on your phone i'm pretty sure i've yep. annoyed all my friends by inviting <laughs> them to do a plan with me but honestly they're so good it's your little bit of jesus in the day if you don't have mm-hmm. time to read the entire bible in a day a scripture or, a day yeah.
1: keeps the satan away
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. um, amen
1: <laughs> but that's that's definitely the most important way yeah um Sermons are awesome. Podcasts are awesome. Preach it. Um, I love going on to YouTube and on the tubes tubes and uh, watching sermons from like Judah Smith or Mike Todd. They're Mm. a couple of my favorites. Rick Warren Uh, Warren is great. Bobby Houston. (laughs) Bob Goff. (laughs) Bob the man Goff. Um, But People can be misinterpreted easier mm-hmm. than the Bible can. Yeah. If you are reading the Bible, um, there, there's no way things can get twisted. Um, listening or reading to straight fire scripture is the best way to renew your faith. I'm Jesse Melama, and these are my top five.
0: What do you like to do in your spare time?
1: What don't I do? Um, My hobbies include cooking, reading, serving you, serving God, hiking, (laughs) anything and everything. Um, If we didn't live in somewhere that was so hot, I would be outside all the time.
0: What is one thing you're really good at?
1: So I would say cooking. Uh, Is definitely one of my big passions. I've been cooking for a long time. As a picky child, I learned to cook what I wanted um, and how to cook things. I love going on to YouTube and watching the the cooking videos and how-to things, Bon Appetit and Binging with Babish are a couple of my favorites, shout out, send the check. But I love to cook. I feel comfortable in the kitchen and I enjoy the artistic expression that is cooking.
0: What is your most unusual fear?
1: Ticks. I cannot stand ticks. Um, I've literally been frozen in fear while standing near a cornfield just because I imagined how many ticks were in there.
0: Who has been a spiritual hero in your life?
1: That's a rough question. I don't think you should have only one spiritual hero. There are way too many people that have influenced my faith, but some shout outs would be Sarah and Brian Ruffo, Tom DeLonge, and then Cheryl Bowman. When I was in high school, I was part of a, a youth outreach and Sarah, and Tom were two of my Young Life leaders, and that was when I was a baby Christian, I guess you could call me. And so like, just hanging out with them and living life with them, they showed me how to live a Christ-led life.
0: What is a memorable quote or scripture verse that has changed you?
1: Humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less from mere Christianity. So many people think that humility is groveling in the dirt and thinking that everyone else is better than you, but it's not. Know that you're good at something, but always be able to listen to others' opinions. Be able to say, Yes, I truly believe that your idea is better than mine. Or be able to submit to someone else because they're actually better than you at something.
0: Awesome. Well, That's all the time we have for today. I really hope that this episode strengthened and encouraged you. And thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really hope you enjoyed having Jesse on the podcast. If you did and you want to see more of him, please let me know. And please send through any questions that you would like both of us to answer. And I hope you have a great week. And I hope to see you next time. Bye.